0: Moses and the CIA. I'm Moses, Ken Mosesian, and like my ancestor, I'm all about training individuals, teams, and companies how to lead. Now, I've joined forces with the CIA.
1: I'm Dan Crum, known as the CIA, and I can help you win your best deal every time through my sales training, the CIA method. Hey, Ken, how are you today? Dan, I'm doing great. How about yourself? We are talking about resolutions.
0: What are your thoughts? Let's get this thing started. Let's do it. All right. This is the great debate to resolve or not to resolve. That is the question. So we know how resolutions go. The classic example, gyms see a surge in membership at the end of December Beginning of January, people are resolved to get into shape. And that surge lasts about two to three weeks. And then you can count on by February, the gym being back to normal. Something happened. What happened to the resolution, Dan? What happened to the resolution was they fell
1: for the trick that I fall for all the time, which is it somehow matters that we start new things on dates, or days of the week that matter. So for whatever reason, every time I'm resolving to do something new, like, Oh, I'm going to start doing that. I'll like, I will start on the first of the month. I don't clearly wait till January first. But if this was June 10th, and I thought, you know, I should stop uh, having sugar in my diet, let's just make that up. I would go, I'm going to start on July 1st, I'll come up with something because there's something about uh, a start, like you start over, right? Like it would feel weird to me if it was a June 10th and I said, I'll start tomorrow, June 11th, right? And then I even try to give myself a little more credit. If it was June 10th, I don't have to wait till July 1st. It's too many days away. I'll go, I'll start Monday because it's the new week, right? But it would feel totally weird to me. And I know this is made up but if you're weird to me if june 10th was a wednesday and i'm like i'll start tomorrow thursday it would just be like that doesn't make any sense you don't start new things on a thursday you don't resolve to change something on a thursday you have to at minimum start on a monday and ideally start at the first of the month but if you can take the pinnacle the best of the best time to start something new or resolve a change it's got to be the new year january 1st which happens to be my father's birthday by the way
0: well happy early birthday to your dad first and foremost that's what matters secondly i think you're dead on with this we attach meaning to stuff right we love dates to have meanings we love there to be something significant because significance supposedly makes stuff work better and so you're right it is the pinnacle if we can do it january 1st first day first month of the new year, then it's bound to succeed. I think there's something else at play too. I think there is a notion that there's going to be an ease to it that there hasn't been before. For some reason, there is something about the beginning of a new year and all those cliches that go with it. It's a clean slate. It's a a blank sheet of paper. You can just write anything you want. This is the new chapter, the new you, the new everything. The fact of the matter is, it's still us. It's still who we are. Just like we were on December 31st, we're just rolling into a new day. But there's meaning attached to it and i think the danger comes when we make it when we make it be like a make or break thing it has to work if it can't work on the first day of the first month of the new year there's no way i'm going to be able to do it so all that weight is on our shoulders and we don't see the results happening as fast as we want when we realize there's actually work involved like a resolution is just that we resolve to do something but we've actually got to do it, when we get real with the fact that there's work, then I think things start to break down. And I love to
1: allow there to be significance in the number one, right? Like the first of the year, the first of the month, the first day of the week. And what connects with me is that uh, one is better than zero, one is better than zero. You got to start somewhere, right? So we have to start doing it for the first time. Stop doing the thing we're going to stop or start doing the thing we're going to start. And so a couple things come to mind. First is there's a person who has a thing called the two-day rule. The two-day rule means you can't not do the thing you've committed to do for more than one day in a row, which equates to me of like called it a cheat day or the day of rest, right? Like your day off. So for example, if you were committed to doing something every day, I am a huge proponent of giving yourself a day off, almost like letting off the gas or giving yourself a leeway so you don't ruin a perfect streak. Uh, so for example, let's say Sunday was your day of rest. You could go Monday, through Saturday and do whatever you're committed to do every one of those days and then take Sunday off. So this two-day rule would mean you never take two days off in a row. So whatever you've committed to do, you get a day off, one day, this one, the significance of one, but you never take two days off in a row. So if there's anything, the reason this doesn't work is because we don't give ourselves any leeway. We basically say, I'm going to start this new thing on the 1st and I expect perfection. I'm going to do it every day without fail. And then the moment life happens and we miss a day, we forget to go to the gym or we get too busy. We go, see, that didn't work. And now you put yourself in a weird situation, just like me, where you have to wait to restart. I'll wait till Monday to restart. I'll wait till the first of the next month to restart. I'll wait till the next year to restart the first of the year. Where if you just go, no, I, I like one. I'll give myself one day off. And some days that day off was not the planned day like Sunday. Sometimes that day off might just be the day you got really busy or life happened and you missed that day and you go, here's the great news. I restart day one tomorrow, but I never take two days off in a row.
0: So I love that idea. Last year, um, I, I lost, uh, gosh, about thirty pounds uh, on a ninety-day program, and I followed it to a T. There were a couple things that really stand out. Number one, I've maintained the results, which is pretty extraordinary because I've had a history of like up and down with with weight and with working out and with all that stuff. So it's been amazing to have re- to have retained the results. Second thing is we did have a day off and instead of calling it a cheat day I called it a feast day it just made it sound like more fun to me and I wasn't cheating I wasn't doing anything bad or wrong I was feasting I was celebrating you know on that on that seventh day that was something I had earned I had earned that celebration and then my next day it was back in And I was never more than six days away from a feast. And that somehow was really comforting to me. It wasn't a 90-day plan so much as it was a series of six-day events punctuated with a feast every sixth day, after every sixth day, right? So that felt great. The second thing was I started it like on a Thursday on the 4th it was it had zero significance and it was like in march i mean there was there was nothing in the timing of it that i could ascribe any kind of significance to and for some reason that took all the pressure off i wasn't attaching it to something i wasn't making it more challenging than it already was it's a thursday in march i think it's the 4th can't remember the day but I just started it and went with it. The other thing that I think helped was that for the week prior, I actually started navigating towards what I knew I was going to need to do. So instead of, I think what some people do, cause I've done it before, if I know I'm starting a nutrition plan or I'm gonna start a workout plan, it'll be like my final days before I get to it. And so I will like eat everything in sight. I will be particularly lazy. I won't even go for a walk. It's like, cause you know, it's gonna be really hard for these next three months. So I might as well give myself all the leeway I possibly can before then. And I would eat everything in the house. This time I did it just the opposite. I thought of it like, well, what if we just did like sort of this gradual entry in? And what if I could allow myself a lead into it? So the, that week or so before, I just started easing off the sweets. I started easing off um, the desserts. I started easing off eating late at night. I cut down on drinking. And then when I started in the program, it wasn't this shock and all this stuff that I had to overcome. I had started to train myself already to be in this new way. I'm in total alignment with the word feast.
1: And it comes obviously like in our religious belief in Christianity, and especially in Catholicism, we believe in saints, those that have achieved the glory of heaven. And so the day that they die, we call their feast day. And so just like you, I've never been a big fan of the word cheat because it implies you're cheating on something, right? But if it's scheduled a time off, then it's like the day of rest, like Sunday, right? And I love the term feast. So the current plan that I'm on for eating not to go too deep, but I follow that plan Monday through Friday. And on Saturday, I do my feast day and I fast once a week. Today happens to be Sunday when we're recording this. And so today is my fast day. So I go follow my plan Monday through Friday and I get my feast day on Saturday and my fast day on Sunday. So, And, and I'm a huge fan of easing into it. So the example I gave of if somebody was going to cut out sugar, that's very challenging and you got to know yourself, right? So it's really hard to go cold Turkey and go from wherever you're at to zero, like no sugar. So maybe it's just like cutting out something that you consistently have. Maybe you always have dessert after dinner, you cut out dessert, right? But you leave the rest of the sugar in your diet and then give yourself some time to ease into it. So I really like that approach, kind of easing into it. And I would say, just like I acknowledge that I'm a proponent, like numbers for whatever reason matter to me. So even on tips, I always like to give 20% for good service, but I always like to round. So the last number is zero, zero. I don't like 12 cents or some weird number. So, you know, I'll look at it and be like, you know, I got to figure out a way. So I calculate it. So it always ends in no cents, zero, zero. It just feels right to me. So it still feels right to me for this start on a Monday, start on the first of the month, Start on the thing but you have to know yourself because you were able to start something on a random day of the week right and a a random number that didn't really matter to you because you knew yourself and that could work for you one thing that came to mind is my son has been consistently doing his workout he just turned 14 years old and um, he does we do an ab workout together a core workout on a youtube video we watch for 10 minutes every day we switch off one week we do the same one Seven days in a row, and then we switched to the next one, seven days in a row. So, at any rate, him knowing himself, he would be very frustrated, irritated, whatever, if he were to miss a day because life happened. So, he originally committed to 90 days. And then, because we like numbers so much, we said, wouldn't 100 be much cooler than 90? And so, we got to 100, and then we rewarded him by taking a day off because it would it would let that foot off the gas and would enable him to feel like if I missed it now, I'd feel so bad. I'd have this long streak going and we restarted the streak. And I can look over at my whiteboard right now. Today is day 23 of the new streak. And so the next streak, we're trying to go over 101 and then we'll let off and have a day of rest, right? Or we'll take him out to dinner, some reward, and then we'll start whatever new commitment and streak he has. We'll try to go for 102 and this slow build, but he knows himself to me. I like a lot better if I'm going to start something, let's say it was workout every day, I wouldn't miss a day and I would just do whatever it takes to make sure of that. And I would be so happy to go 365, right? Or whatever. It's a leap year, 366. But to him, he knows himself even at 14 and goes, I want to have that let off the gas. So I feel good about the current streak that I'm on. So whatever it is for you, first, know yourself. Maybe you're like, Candy, you can start in the middle of a week or a random day of the month, or maybe you're like me and it's important that you start on the first, or on the first day of the week, or on the beginning of the year. But whatever it is, know yourself and know what's going to work, whether that's take a day off every week, take a day off at the end of a period of time,
0: or go for broke, but know yourself and follow that system. So that's perfect. And, and I think the other piece that has been important for me is memorializing it. So I actually write down what I'm committed to doing. And there's something about putting pen to paper. And and it it could be as simple as saying, I'm going to engage this 90-day nutrition and exercise plan according to my coach, Evan. That's what I'm going to do. And I commit to it. And I share that with at least one other significant person in my life. And I ask them to hold me accountable. I ask them to actually check in with me, to talk to me about it. They have my permission to do that. And they actually have a request from me to do that. Check in with me. Ask me how it's going. Ask me if I'm doing well. Ask me if there's places where I feel like I'm not doing so great and I could use some support. And just knowing that I've got somebody else supporting me and holding me accountable is one of the best things that helps me make it through. You know, this last time I did something I've never done before, and that's take before and after photos. And there's nothing like that for physical exercise but you can apply that theory of memorializing the before and the after with almost anything that you want to take on i just think it's so important and from my own experience the times that i keep it a secret the times that i i use the trick on myself well i don't want to share it with anybody i want it to be a surprise for other people nobody else knows i've got nothing at stake If nobody else knows, I've got no support system. If nobody else knows, I have no accountability outside of myself. And those are the things that have helped me to drive through to success every time, no matter what it is that I've taken on. Whether it's a financial goal or a personal growth and development goal, having somebody else know about it and be willing to support you and hold you accountable has just been essential for me.
1: And what Ken's saying is setting yourself up to win, right? I just talked about knowing yourself. Well, also knowing what's going to enable you to win, whatever win means to you, right? So, for some people, that comes from the book Atomic Habits, where they say um, to set yourself up to win would be to do things to set up the next day. So, if you know you're going to go on a walk or on a run, putting your running or walking shoes by the front door, right? And easing into it, like Ken said, where it might be, you know, you start by walking to the end of your uh, street and then set back. It might be walking to the end of your driveway, depending on how overweight you are or out of shape you are. But just setting yourself up was like that was a win. It was a win that I put my shoes on today. It was a win that I walked to the end of my driveway. It was a win that I walked to the end of the street. Whatever that means to you, it doesn't have to be all in. But know yourself. For me, I wouldn't call that a win. Whatever. Maybe I make stricter rules, but I have to go all in. That's just what I've condition myself to do. So I'm like the person who says, well, if I'm going to quit sugar, I'm going to quit caffeine too. I'm going to go all in. I'm going big, right? It's like, I'm already doing something hard. I'm probably already going to have like some withdrawal from sugar. So I might as well have my withdrawal from caffeine at the same time. I'm going no caffeine and no sugar. And to me, I'm like, see, I'm a big winner. Isn't that great for you? A win may be literally strapping on your shoes, but figure out what it means for you to win. And going back to what Ken said. It's an interesting debate to be had whether you win because you just claimed it, right? Like you told your friends about it. Hey, guess what I'm doing? I'm giving up sugar. For some people, it's weird. They get a win off of just the acclamation that it's like they're going to be doing something. But that can almost like lessen your motivation because you felt like you won just by claiming it out loud or saying it to other people who are going to do it. So know yourself well enough to know whether you want to wait for the satisfaction of, hey, check out my before and after pictures. Guess what I've been doing for the last 90 days, right? Or whether it's better for you to put yourself on the line and say it early, guess what I'm going to be doing for the next 90 days. And that you either feel pressure from that acclamation of saying what you're going to be doing, right? And maybe you get an accountability partner, which I think Ken and I would both recommend, or somebody who's going to check in with you, however often, daily or weekly, and just say, how are you doing? What can I do to help hold you accountable more or take better action or be more consistent? But to know whether you want to be the person who says it up front, tells people on the journey, or waits till the end. And whatever is going to serve you the best, go all in or
0: ease into it. But know yourself and set yourself up for yourself to win. It's a bottom line, Dan. It's such a great way to sum it up that all of this stuff is for you. This isn't for you to demonstrate something to somebody else. This isn't for you to impress people. This isn't for you to catch up with somebody or show somebody up. This is just about being your best you. And that's, that to me ultimately is what this past year has demonstrated. We've got one life and it's um, it's an unknown quantity, You know how many more days we're gonna have. Um, hopefully there's a lot in really good health, uh, but we don't know, we just don't. And so what can you be doing right now to set yourself up to be, to be the very best you can be? You're the only one of you and it would be a shame to like hold back on anything and and that, you know, we've been talking about exercise and nutrition. That's an easy one to talk about. But it could be, I wanted to go back to school and get that degree. It could be, I wanted to get that certification. It could be, I just want to take a study course because I want to expand my mind. I want to go and do some volunteer work. I want to share more of who I am with the world. I want to take the gift that I am and develop it further and then share that gift out. Now, whatever that happens to be, you're in it to develop the best you and then share the best you with those around you and not to hide that, not to hold that stuff in. It's like to do less, that would be cheating other people from the gift of who you are. So I just really urge you to approach resolutions from that perspective. What can I do to share the best me? What can I do to develop and grow and expand the gift that I am so that everyone around me is gonna benefit from it and I'm gonna be living literally my best life. Nothing has any meaning except the meaning we give
1: to it. I love when I heard that because you think about it, you're like, that's true. Nothing, nothing means anything except for what I tell myself it really means to me. So the answer to this big question is, is it, should you set a resolution? Well, does a resolution important to you? Does it mean something to you to wait till January 1st to start? Maybe. Does it mean something to you to wait till the first day of the week or the first day of the month? Maybe. Nothing has any meaning except the meaning you give to it. And the most important thing is just that you do something, right? You give up something or you start something and you decide how meaningful it is to wait or to start tomorrow. You can be like Ken, or you can be like me. And it means something to you to start at a certain time, or you can start at any day of the week, at any day of the month, at any time, and just say, I'm going to start now. I love what Tony Robbins is saying. is like, how fast does it take to make a change in your life? An instant. It just starts with a decision. And the decision is, I'm going to start now. And this means something to me to start now, and I don't care about the significance of a date or day of the week or time of the year. I'm just going to start. So I think Ken and I both have the same encouragement to you: is you want to set a resolution? Sure, do it. Just do something. Start something new. Stop something that's holding you back. But just do it and decide what it means to you, and set yourself
0: up so you can be your best self. All it takes, like Dan just said, is one moment. That's all it takes. Oftentimes, we spend so much time debating in our mind, what do I do? What should I do? What it's going to be like? How long is it going to take? It's like that. That's such a great quote. It is an instant. It's like literally at the speed of thought. Change is yours to have. All you have to do is make a decision to do it.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more, check out MosesInTheCIA.com. To learn more about Ken Mosesian, check out Mosesian.com. To learn more about Dan Crumb, check out dancrum.com.